Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of The Dictionary. If you heard my previous mini episode, you will know that I've got a new microphone, so things sound different. Um, I'm holding it in my hand, though, so you will get some extra sounds, unfortunately, until I get a better recording situation. But before we get to the words, today, I think, is June 16th, and here in America in the year 2019, it is Father's Day, so I hope that you are celebrating with your father, your grandfather, uncle, maybe you are a father, your father-in-law, your stepfather, etc. And, uh, you know, at the very least, just spend time with them. And if you can, do something special for them. And apologies to the mothers out there. I think that I probably missed calling out Mother's Day because at the time I hadn't planned out all of my uh, episodes and dates and where they fall. Um, So here is a belated shout-out to all you mothers out there. Now, we will get to the words. First word for this episode is alligator clip. Alligator. Next word, clip. This is a noun from circa 1941. A spring-loaded clip that has jaws resembling an alligator's and is used for making temporary electrical connections. Next, we have alligator pear. P-E-A-R. This is two words. This is a noun from 1763, and we have the synonym avocado. The etymology says, by folk etymology from the Spanish aguacate, and there's more at the word avocado. So they called it alligator pear, and I suspect that is because the um, outside, the peel of an avocado is uh, dark and almost scaly looking. It's hard. Uh, And so maybe they thought it looked like um, alligator skin, or scales, I guess. Next, we have alligator snapping turtle. Three separate words. This is a noun from 1882. A turtle of southeastern U.S. rivers that may reach nearly 150 pounds, which is 68 kilograms, in weight and 31 inches, or 79 centimeters in length, called also alligator snapper. The scientific name is something like Macroclemis temminki. I recently saw a picture of two snapping turtles next to each other. One was definitely on the larger side, and the other one was uh, relatively small. I had no idea they could get to be that size. I mean, that that's literally my weight. Uh, so I would be pretty frightened to see a snapping turtle that weighs the same amount as I do And uh, I've seen what they can do. I've seen videos. If you haven't, go look it up. Uh, They are vicious. They snap very hard. They have a sharp, sharp point in the front of their jaw, and they will mess some things up. That is for sure. All right, next word is all important. There is a hyphen between the two words. This is an adjective from 1787 of very great or greatest importance as in an all-important question. Next is all in, also hyphenated. This is an adjective from 1890. One is chiefly British. We have the synonym all-inclusive. Two is also chiefly British, being almost without restrictions, as in all-in wrestling. Next is all-in again, but there's no hyphen. This is an adjective from 1903. We have the synonyms tired and exhausted, as in 
After a day of wood splitting, he was all in. I don't think I've ever heard that term before. Next, we have all inclusive. This is hyphenated, and I think this was mentioned before. Yes, at all in. This is an adjective from 1850, including everything, as in a broader and more nearly all-inclusive view. All-inclusiveness is a noun. I think that is a good、uh, term that we can use for the world, for society, for culture. We should be all-inclusive, and not enough people are, in my opinion. Next, we have illiterate, but it's actually pronounced. Illiterate, but it starts with an A. This is a verb from 1776. Intransitive definitions are one to form an alliteration, two to write or speak alliteratively. That is an interesting word. The transitive definition is to arrange or place so as to make alliteration, as in illiterate syllables in a sentence. Next is alliteration. This is a noun from circa 1624. The repetition of usually initial consonant sounds in two or more neighboring words or syllables, as wild and woolly, threatening throngs, called also head rhyme or initial rhyme. So normally, when we think of words that rhyme, we think of the end of the words as rhyming, but in this case. Uh, it is the beginnings of the words that sound similar, like sound similar. Next, we have alliterative. This is an adjective from 1764 of relating to or marked by alliteration. Alliteratively is an adverb. There's that word again. Next is allium, a l l i u m. If I remember correctly, this is related to garlic. Let's see. This is a noun from 1597. Any of a large genus, allium, of bulbous herbs of the lily family, including the onion, garlic, chive, leek, and shallot. So there you go. It's、uh, related to more words than just garlic. Now I know. Next is all night. This is hyphenated. It is an adjective from 1886. One lasting throughout the night, as in an all-night poker game. Two open throughout the night, as in an all-night diner. Next we have all nighter, hyphenated. This is a noun from 1964. Something that lasts all night, specifically an all-night study session. I don't think I really ever pulled all-nighters when I was in high school or college studying for tests or whatever.、Um, I was a fairly good student in terms of not procrastinating and getting things done、uh, sooner than later, but I definitely did have to study my butt off、uh, when it came time for midterms and finals and things. But yeah, no, I don't think I ever、uh, was up all night studying.、I、know a lot of people who were though. Next is allo, a l l o. This is a prefix, and it just says c all, a l l, which is a prefix, and we read that a little while ago. Next is allo antibody, all one word. This is a noun from 1964. An antibody produced following introduction of an allo antigen into the system of an individual of a species lacking that particular antigen. I'm not 100% sure on what I just read, but here we have allo antigen. 
This is a noun from 1964, an antigen present only in some individuals as of a particular blood group of a species and capable of inducing the production of an alloantibody by individuals which lack it. Yep, what they said. Next is allocable, A-L-L-O-C-A-B-L-E. This is an adjective from 1916, capable of being allocated. Next we have allocate, and this will be the last word for this episode. This is a transitive verb from 1641, or rather circa 1641. One, to apportion for a specific purpose or to a particular persons or things. Synonym is distribute, as in allocate tasks among human and automated components. Two, to set apart or earmark. Synonym is designate, as in allocate a section of the building for special research purposes. Allocatable is an adjective, allocation is a noun, and allocator is also a noun. The etymology says this is from the Latin uh, allocare, which is from ad plus locare, which means to place. And uh, that's from the word locus, L-O-C-U-S, which means place. And there's more at the word stall. And that will end this episode. Thank you very much for listening. And again, don't forget, it's Father's Day. So go celebrate, and I'm going to read the next episode. Thank you and goodbye.